Hey, Peter. Hey, do you know Jen? Yeah, I love Jen. That's my girl. No, I'm talking about the Jazz Education Network. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Oh. I'm Adam Annis. And I'm Peter Martin. And you're listening to the You'll Hear Podcast. Daily music advice coming at you. Coming at you today, sponsored by Open Studio. Hey, you know, we usually direct you to openstudiojazz.com and check out all of our amazing courses. But today, we're going to talk a little bit about Open Studio's presence at the GEN Conference, the yes. Jazz Education Network Conference this year in New Orleans. Yeah. Uh, the conference is the 7th through the 10th, I believe. And we have two really awesome... Of January. Of January, yeah. Yes. We have this is next next week, by the way. Next Tuesday. It's through the twelfth. Through the twelfth, all the way yeah. through the twelfth. Yeah, January twelfth. Well, we're only there yeah. through the ninth, so we don't care about anything. No, no, else. we're there through Saturday. Oh, we 12th. are because yeah, yeah, we have a booth. We have That's booth right. seven eighteen. If you're at the conference in New Orleans, yeah, come by booth seven eighteen. You might see me. You might see Peter. You'll definitely see Rachel Morgan. Yes. And say hi and get some swag. You might and see check out. Monk. You might see Duke Ellington. We, we can't guarantee, but we can't confirm or deny <laughs> any individual's presence at our booth. And then, Peter, you're doing a TED-style keynote uh, called How Being a Jazz Musician Taught Me to Be a Startup Founder. That's Tuesday, January 7th at 3 p.m. at the Foster 2 Room. Ooh, Foster 2! Is know. that the Frank Foster room? I, As, I think it's just a little bit better than Foster One. No, but we'd like to invite, I would like to personally invite anybody there to come to my talk so that I'm not talking at a bunch of empty chairs. It's <laughs> super awkward. Talking right? to me and some <laughs> other dude. Like, you already know this talk. Yeah. No, but come out to there, come to the booth, and then come to, um, we have a You'll Hear It event well, this that is might the, be of interest. The very exciting thing is we have a live You'll Hear It recording. Come be in the audience of You'll Hear It. Again, more You'll Hear It swag, open studio swag. That's Thursday, January 9th at 3.30 at strand three room i don't know why it's there's numbers behind these but strand three room me you a couple of mics a studio audience and uh we're gonna do it live we're gonna do it live wow yeah that's gonna be awesome you know what's cool maybe we'll bring some t-shirts yep can we do that oh yeah and then maybe we could do you ever seen like at the basketball games when they have the t-shirt gun the t-shirt cannon yeah yeah yeah. t-shirt cannon for sure nice yeah baseball stadiums it's the cannon because they're so huge you know yeah they go far i'm thinking for strand three we might just need like a a, a t-shirt toothpick sling but we'll see so that's the jazz education network conference in new orleans louisiana this year uh, that's January seventh through the twelfth. Coming up um, soon, like kind of next week, or or it yeah, is next, next week. week. Yeah. yeah, today's Monday, the thirtieth. Yes, and this is Tuesday, the seventh. And I don't know if you heard about our new sponsor. Uh, who we have a we have a brand new sponsor only today. Uh huh. And that's Adam's birthday is sponsoring us today. I want to say a big happy birthday to Adam Manis. Wait, my 41st birthday is sponsoring this podcast? <laughs> yeah, or, the, or you know what? The podcast is sponsoring your birthday. How about we do it like oh, that? that's cool. Yeah. Is there cake? No, I want to say, uh, yeah, there's cake. There's cake available. Good. Uh, you got to project yourself as usual into the future. It's a non-keto <laughs> cake. And uh, no, we want to say happy birthday. I want to say happy birthday. I think all of your fans out there want to say happy birthday now that they, that they know it's your birthday, right? Thanks, mom. Yeah, <laughs> big shout out to moms. My fam. Um, anyway, we hope you have a great day and uh, many happy more. Thank you. Yeah, many more happy. I, you know what I'm saying? Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so today uh, we are talking about weekly practice concepts. Yes. Um, this is an idea for kind of structuring your practice. Around one thing, we got a really interesting speak pipe from Greg. Let's check it out. Yeah. Hey, 
Go ahead. You oh, were sorry. Gonna, you were no, going to no. say something. <laughs> no, I was just going to say, because we're almost at the end of the year, you had promised folks to speak pipe will be on, but tomorrow's the last day it's on. Yeah. So get speak your pipe is going off. Get your speak pipe in as soon as you hear this, because we're taking it down soon. Yeah. If you have a good question. Yeah. Don't just make, make something up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Greg has a, has a good tip, and we'll expound on it a little bit. Here's Greg. Peter and Adam, this is Greg in California in the Bay Area, and uh, I just listened to your New Year's resolution episode, and you mentioned one of the things you mentioned was playing in all 12 keys, and I think we've all had this resolution at one time or another, and it's something that most of us have failed at, but um, I wanted to share what finally worked for me, and that is that at any given time, I always have a key of the week that I concentrate on, so all my warm-ups and scales and stuff are in that key. Um, and any tunes I'm transposing, I try them in that in the key of the week. And I still do take things through all 12 keys, but it tends to be small things like a voicing or a lick. Uh, and when I when I do that, I always start and end in the key of the week. Um, and after 12 weeks, um, you've been through all 12 keys, so you have met that goal. Um, and I have to say that each time an unfamiliar key comes back around, like B, for example, um, it's a little less daunting. So um, I just wanted to share that tip. That's what's worked for me. Um, I love the podcast. Love everything you guys do. Thanks so much. Bye. Cool. Thanks, Greg. Yeah, thanks, Greg. I think Greg might be in a helicopter in the Bay Area. Is yeah, that I was, possible? <laughs> I don't know why, but whenever someone says they're from the Bay Area, I assume that they're just, they have like the most latest, flashiest tech. Yeah. <laughs> and then sometimes we get a call and it's like the phone is shaking or something. Yeah. Um, but Greg, thanks for the call anyway. Thanks yeah. for the, the speak pipe. Um, and I think this is a brilliant idea. Yes. And I've done this myself with keys and I've, I've, I've also done it with other things, which is why I didn't title this this episode you know weekly key because you can actually do this with any kind of concept and just filter your practice routine yeah through the concept yes i think i know what you're gonna say i don't know because i said filter yeah filter it i like that no okay. no no go filter fish that's not funny we did that last year sorry <laughs> come on get, get with the current decade sorry, man sorry. come on man <laughs> sorry um no so but so this idea of you have a key of the week and no matter what you're practicing whether that's voicings or uh, you know, some kind of melodic concept or yeah. tunes or a rhythmic concept, you're practicing it in that key. I think it's just a brilliant idea because you're going to have spend, you know, five to seven days with the harder keys. Yes. And then just as he said, when they come back around again in the cycle, um, it really it really seems more familiar. You could even do this as a key of the day mm-hmm. and with each session, you know, if you wanted to kind of shorten that time span and, and get back to it sooner. Yes. And I think, you know, anytime we think about, you know, connecting uh, any any pattern in music. So here we're talking about the 12 different keys of the chromatic scale. So all 12 keys where you're connecting it with time in your practice, I think is really good because it forces us in in whatever way we're doing it to spend in a, a relatively equal amount of time on all the different keys. So when we talk about cycling through over, you know, one key per week mm-hmm. with whatever it is you're practicing, then you're kind of out of necessity practicing the so-called hard keys just as much as the easy keys. And a lot of times we say, okay, concentrate on the things that you don't know. Yeah. But also you have to have some kind of mechanism, some sort of a framework to do that. And there's all different ways you know, I think to approach it, but having a systematic thing in terms of just look, this is not going to having this idea and this concept is great, but that doesn't get the work done. Right. But it gives you it like takes it's kind of like, what do you wear today? If you wear the same thing like Steve Jobs every day, 
you still got to get dressed, but mm-hmm. you've taken out the decision about like, well, what am I, what color am I going to wear or whatever. And so this not only takes, gets you onto that next step, which is the actual doing, that means you're going to be able to execute on your practicing with less effort actually. I've done the same concept with, uh, or the same structure with a different concept. When I wanted to kind of get better at the uh, left hand and right hand improvising together or just playing together in octaves and, and double octaves, I, I did that where every day I just filtered all of my practice, scales, arpeggios, playing tunes, you know, improvising, whatever I was working on, bebop lines, whatever I was working on, pentatonics. Yeah. I made sure that it was only two hands together. Yep. You know what I mean? And by the end of the week, it felt way more comfortable than yep. not. And then, you know, you can come back to that later and change it up or just do left hand the next week, whatever you want to do. Yeah. But having this idea, you could do it with a, a voicing concept. You could do it with like, say, a particular scale. Like I want to work on my pentatonics. You know, you can say, okay, no matter what I'm practicing, if I'm practicing, you know, uh, Round midnight, I'm gonna play like a pentatonic based yeah. line so that I get I, I can kind of feel my way through different kinds of tunes. Or even if I'm practicing a rhythmic concept, I'm gonna use pentatonics to practice that rhythmic concept. You know, whatever you pick, whether that's a key or some kind of concept, you can use that as your structure for the week or the day or even the month. Yeah, and I think it's it's always great to take something like this is putting you know, a a definite structure on your practice. So it seems like it's, it can make, you know, the creativity stifled, but I think it actually does the opposite because whether it's a key of the week, the concept of the week or whatever, it actually will spur some creativity. Like your instance with the pentatonic, it'll get you thinking and hearing and just sort of in the habit of playing that concept or that key so much that all of a sudden you're going to use it in situations that you normally wouldn't have without thinking about it. without thinking about it so it's not just about the scales or taking the phrases through yeah you do that but then you're so kind of obsessed with and that might not happen on the first day but like the third or fourth day yeah it'll start to happen because your comfort level and really your ears start to acclimate it i think as much as your hands you do. just hear it so much you that, hear it yeah. Yeah, yeah and i really believe that like with keys the more experience i get over the years with the different keys the more uh differences and uniquenesses i hear in each of the keys yeah there are and, and stuff different. we can apply uh, apply to composition and arranging and stuff like okay well how do i i never used to understand i was like what does it matter like if you learn to play in all keys you can use them interchangeably but they really do have a different sound for them. sure each it, one has a different texture yeah for sure yeah. um another thing to think about with this is just in an overall concept right it's that However, we're practicing. There's no right way or wrong way to practice. Like this is one way to practice, yeah. and this is something that you can apply over the course, uh, like Greg does over these twelve week cycles. Or you could just do it once and then try it. whatever is keeping you practicing. Yes, and keeping you focused. And, and help- I think twelve weeks. I would just say like that. Greg is probably pretty disciplined to do this for sure. So if you're not, if you feel like twelve weeks is too big of a, I actually think that's kind of a nice amount of time to mm-hmm. me. But I don't know, some younger folks might be like, oh my God, 12 weeks is so long. Like if you're going to lose track of this or fall through the cracks, maybe think about splitting up, you know, making it six weeks and doing two, you know, three days, four days. Or, or like I said, do one a day and that, yeah. and you kind of cycle through them a little bit faster, but it's yep. the same concept that you're switching up and every yeah. day is something different, you know? Yeah. And then, you know, Greg's idea, I, I wholeheartedly agree with from a conceptual standpoint of taking, he, he mentioned taking small things like voicings. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, you were talking about left-handed voicings really having a goal of get, taking those and developing developing those in all keys, different registers of the instrument. But um, I love this idea of taking small things, 
through a number of different places. And you talk about 12 keys. You don't get any more than that. That's yeah. every key. Yeah, yeah. So as opposed to like sometimes people, especially at the beginning of the year, it's like, oh, I want to take, you know, the hardest Chikoria solo ever and right. learn that the first week. And then the next 12 weeks, I'm going to play that in every key. No, you're not. Yeah. I mean, if you are, maybe if you have nothing else to do, yeah. but, but you're kind of setting yourself up for failure. Yep. And that's not even necessarily the best way to develop you know, like your ears and your technique and stuff like you're, you're forcing yourself into a corner from the beginning. Yep. So maybe I love this idea of taking something small and combining it with something big. Yeah. The big is the 12 keys. The small is like a phrase, a voice, a phrase. Exactly. Yeah. Whatever your levels at too, you can right. kind of judge that. But the whole thing is like, don't, it's kind of like, okay, if you're going to be lifting weights and you're really going to be pushing the amount of weight, Go slowly and don't do a lot of reps. Don't do a lot of reps and a heavy weight. You're going right, to hurt right. yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and I think part of this, too, is as you're practicing, you need to develop the skill to be able to recognize what is what is helping you grow the, the most. Yes. You know, so really pay attention as you're setting up these systems and the structure to your practice routine. Is this working it, like, yes. is this coming through? If not, I need to tweak something. If it's really working, I need to apply the same concept to other areas, you yep. know, that kind of thing. That's like pro level stuff of yep. self recognition. Okay, this is self awareness. Self awareness. That, that needs to happen along with any everything else. Don't just wait for someone to tell you how to practice. Yeah. You know, and be creative and, yeah. and see what works. Test. And, and really, too, you can't judge that after one day don't like it's the end yeah. of the day and be like oh my ears didn't get any better or even yeah. one week really no. you know just even kind one of, lifetime is not enough just well, kind of notice it over the course of you know you should be feeling weeks. like it but for not sure. always on a daily basis you got some peaks and valleys especially oh, when you get yeah. to that advanced level for sure you know but but you should also you have to take responsibility i think yourself with all these things for a mindset of growth in your practice because ultimately there is no one secret best way to practice for everybody on any instrument or to develop as a musician. It's always a combination of different ideas. It's always like a little bit of happenstance, a little bit of creativity, and then, you know, maybe a big part of sort of regimented, tried and true practice. But you have to like keep your ears and eyes open and be for that serendipitous kind of idea. We might mention something, somebody might mention something. You, but more importantly, you might stumble upon something in your practice, you know, that's like, wow, that works. But you can't be like, well, 12 weeks ago, I decided I was only going to do it this way. But then on the other hand, see, it's going to be hard now. So I'm going to give them a little conflicting information. You can't get too fragmented in your practice, too, because mm. you want to be constantly developing. So um, take everything what we're saying with a grain of salt, but also blindly follow everything we're saying, <laughs> both together, right? Is that good? That's, I think that's good. <laughs> uh, great question, or great tip, Greg, not question. Poor and, answer, but great question. Yeah, thank you for, <laughs> yeah. for uh, sharing that. And uh, please visit, visit us at Booth 718 at the Gen Conference in New Orleans, Louisiana. 718, that's the area code for Brooklyn, Brooklyn. and Queens <laughs> and Long Island. No, I don't know about Long Island. 718. I thought that was, no, you're right. You're right. 718. Yeah. Um, come see us, uh, Booth 718. Then come see us, come see Peter on Tuesday at 3 p.m. at the Foster Two Room for his uh, keynote how being a jazz musician taught me to be a startup founder, and then come... Improvisation. I'll give you a little hint on how, what's going to be <laughs> mentioned in that little talk. Come be in the audience for a live taping of a couple of You'll Hear It episodes. We'll do a few as we're yeah. taping, because we have maybe a whole we'll hour. Do some, are we gonna do, maybe we'll do a Q&A on we'll one We'll definitely of them. do a Q&A Like where they have the mic them. and you come up to it? For sure, for yeah. sure. I, I ordered three mics. 
Wow. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> that takes place Thursday, January 9th at 3.30 p.m. At in, no, as we say, locals say, Nolens. No one says no, that. No, they don't say that. Uh, Strand 3 Room. Come uh, check it out. Come say hi. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So until then, you'll hear it. birthday to Adam. Happy birthday to Adam. Happy birthday to Adam. Happy birthday to you. That's just what I wanted. Epilogue.